The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 202 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone doing? It's Kevin and I'm out on a coffee walk this morning. I think I'm on my two mile loop right now and I'm not sitting and laying speed records. I'm probably walking, well I shouldn't say probably, I can tell you I'm walking a little over 18 minutes mile pace and it's very early but the sun is up and that's because we set the clocks back this past weekend so how is everybody huh I am getting a lot of walking and run walking in in my training although once again I have nothing on the calendar to train for but I've gotten into this routine just because my work schedule has changed a little bit it kind of goes in these cycles and I'm in a cycle now where um, I get up very early with the kids to help them get on the bus they get on the bus at um, a little before seven o'clock in the morning so I go back and uh, my first real meeting isn't usually until 9 or 9.30, so I've got some time to kill. I prepare for that, and sometimes I, sometimes I have other work stuff to do, but anyway, it, it gives me a little bit of time just to go on a little coffee walk. Grab a cup of coffee. I've got some um, Pete's Holiday Blend with me today. Do you guys find that you coffee drinkers that it puts you in a good mood when you start seeing all these holiday coffees come out. Starbucks has started with their holiday cups and for some reason the coffee just tastes better when you put it into a Christmas cup of some sort. Um, anyway, Pete's is good stuff. If you're a coffee drinker, try it. Jeff Galloway turned me on to Pete's coffee and it was um, started by a guy who started Starbucks but anyway I'm starting to digress I have still got just a tiny tiny little bit of hip or butt pain going on 
Um, but honestly, I feel nothing. I'm, I feel nothing right now, and I feel nothing when I go for a run walk later. It only... I can only feel a little bit of pain when I turn in a certain way. I don't know what's going on with that, but it really is not affecting my training. For a while, it would, um, it would hurt when I extended my run breaks to, you know, like 60 or 90 seconds. So I got into the habit of using a 2020 was one I really like. It still is one that I really like. And um, I've increased the run part of that. And many times I now do a 30-20. The other day I did a whole mile without, without walking. I know. How about me? It was not very fast, but um, I kind of did it to see if that pain was going to come back. And it did not. And it didn't hurt later that day so I don't know what the deal is with that but I'm living with that and it's not really affecting much in my life so episode 202 um, in this episode I think we're gonna go ahead and put a bow on the bird in hand submissions um, we've got a couple of submissions updates I think it's Katie and Steve both sent in their bird in hand things and actually although the last episode was chock full of bird in hand stuff it kind of makes me feel good that um, when I heard the two that are in this episode because once again it brings back those memories and man were they ever good memories so we'll put a bow on that we've got a few Boston Marathon virtuals to talk about We've got a Marine Corps virtual to talk about. We even have an in-person Boston Marathon review. Um, a few folks have a few nagging injuries, so we'll get some, some injury reports, some training reports, an update. We'll even talk a little bit of college football smack talk. And... Uh, just spoiler alert, the smack talk is going to go in one ear and out the other, as far as I'm concerned, and um, we'll see who came out on top of that smack talk. So stick around, got some things I want to chat about at the end, and y'all enjoy your extra mile. Hey everybody, it's Katie from Houston. I am halfway through the virtual Marine Corps Marathon 2021, and I thought I would call in with just some updates. Um, first of all, as I said, I am halfway, and uh, started off running 60-30s, and after the halfway point, I switched to the 30-30s. To my partners in crime, my bird in hand, having the same kind of issue where I was having trouble catching my breath. Uh, mile 11 and a half, mile 12. So... I, uh, I dialed it back, um, and I'll do 30-30s now for a while and see if I can um, get everything under control. But anyway, I'm very excited. And, yes, I know I was supposed to run this on the actual Marine Corps Marathon race day because I had planned to run it when everybody was, you know, getting up in D.C. and all those fast people going out to run. 
and I was going to run here. I would start earlier, but I was going to run here in Houston. But when a week and a half ago or so, they announced that the in-person race was canceled, I started thinking about, hmm, I wonder if I could change the date. So Tuesday this week, I made the decision that rather than putting the wear and tear of another 23-mile run on my body, I would just increase this to 26. So Chris Twiggs gave me uh, a few pointers. I walked the first mile. I'll walk the last two, and um, and we'll get it done. So I don't know if the pace would be uh, wind up being beat the bridge pace. Maybe I'll look at that later. But who cares? This will be the 11th marathon I've completed in my life, and the fifth Marine Corps marathon. You know, I uh, I like to start this one out with because uh, I ran a virtual last year, but with the Star Spangled Banner, the Marine Corps hymn and some other patriotic music. And so that's what I listened to for the first mile. It just kind of gets you in the mood and made me think about the Blue Mile and all of the people I've known have served in the military, of which I am not, I've known anyone very close to me who has been lost while defending our country and defending the rights of other people around the world. But I certainly know some gold star families. And uh, to any of those who are listening, just thank you for the sacrifice. And I know of my my prayers for you and and uh, your lost family members. So thank you. Uh, with that, uh, just a quick update on Bird in Hand. Wow, what a time! It was great. There were so many good friends who I've met before, have known over the years. Um, I don't know. It was just a thrill. And as so many people said on the last episode of this podcast, it's hard to, to go through and list everybody by name because everybody's so special, and I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, I will say, though, a few memorable moments for sure. Um, as we were running the race, yeah, beautiful, beautiful countryside, wonderful distractions, and a lot of hills. You know, it's flat here in Houston. And even being formerly from New Jersey, uh, it's flat there, too. We're near the ocean, people. It's flat. That's what happened. J.D. needs to give us a, la- a lesson on glaciers from all of his time up in the Finger Lakes. But just trust me, those hills were, uh, were kind of crazy. But the families out supporting us. The kids, the Rita's mango water ice, which is my favorite Rita's flavor. Being a native of Philadelphia, it's about the closest you can get to real water ice outside of some little old sand in South Philly. So uh, it was pretty amazing. I got the uh, opportunity to run with JD and, and Chris Russell. And Jim and I have run, I think this is our third race we ran together. I'm not missing one, JD, but um, we ran a couple in Atlanta, and then uh, it was so great to run those. And he always uh, he always runs with the kind of the lowest common denominator, so I think that was me for sure. We uh, we had a goal to get in around 2:45. I got in around 2:50, I guess, which wasn't bad. It's just a training run, and as we said, super super hilly. 
but it was definitely motivating running with, with Jim and Chris. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I wasn't going to tell anybody that I ran with Chris because I didn't want anyone to know that he actually ran with 60-30s and then 30-30s. I couldn't believe it. I've been listening to Chris Russell for years, and I've been out on various race courses listening to his podcast and or his submissions to this podcast, you know, kind of saying, eh, it's not for me. You guys do whatever you want to, but I'm going to run continuously. Um, it was uh, it was kind of fun. And then to hear on 201 that uh, that it worked for him, and uh, with his injury, he may be able to complete his virtual Boston. That made me feel great. And then how about Dave? Just playing Dave also running with intervals. And then beating Chris Russell at the end. I'm sorry, Chris Twiggs at the end. You definitely beat Chris Russell because he was with me. Wow. Anyway, that was the fun on the race course. We got some great pictures. We'd go by. I think every mile there was a different animal. We were waiting for the uh, the camel that Jim Daly was talking about. But we uh, we finally saw around mile 11. But we had chickens. We had veal. We had uh, <coughs> cows and horses. Um, I don't know. Am I still talking? This might be the longest recording I've ever done. Well, anyway, I just want to say thank you to each and every person who said hello, who waved, ran past us, made a post on the Facebook page, encouraged us from afar. Just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I left that weekend full of full of joy in life. And as a mom of six, who now has three of her kids out of the nest and her three daughters, uh, it was a nice distraction from the quiet at home. Boys don't make a lot of noise and they don't talk. So I miss having uh, my girls at home. So it was a, a super nice um Nice way to spend the weekend. And I wrapped it up by stopping in Harrisburg on the way out of town to see my cousin, who, um, when she was a college student, would come over breaks and at Christmas time to wherever we were living and help us with our kids. And now she's a mom. So I got to go see her beautiful little girl, Olivia, and uh, spent like an hour and a half with her. I guess in closing, um, and as I approach almost 15 miles now on my run. I just want to say how much I appreciate each and every one of you, Kevin, of course, for all you've done over the years, to Anthony, Dwayne, JD, and your families. It was so great to meet your significant others. Um, anyway, I hope I can bring some of my family to uh, the Burden Hand next year. Might drag some of my Philadelphia aunts, uncles, cousins, maybe siblings, uh, out for the run next year. Have a wonderful October, and I look forward to seeing everybody soon. Enjoy your extra mile. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Plain Dave from Southeastern Massachusetts calling in with a race report. But it's not my race. Actually, I'll do two race reports. I ran a half marathon on Sunday, had a blast, ran with a couple friends, ran really fast. It was great. Haven't run that fast in a long time, but that's not why I'm calling. I want to let you know I get to go and spectate at the marathon 
If you live in New England, all you have to say is the marathon, the marathon, the Boston Marathon. It was magical. I love that race. It is in this post-COVID world. It was so nice to see, you know, about 15,000 people doing something that they have had on their wish list for almost two years or a year and a half plus. But of course, you have to qualify way ahead of that. And uh, it was a great joy. It recharged my batteries. It rejuvenated my soul. I had so much fun. A couple friends from my hometown went up. We were going up because I knew four people who were going to be running. But when you know four people, you see more. I ended up seeing 11 people that I either have run with or know in person, real life people. Um, So that means, of course, that six or seven of those were running and I didn't even know they were in the race. Um, But it's so awesome watching those wheelchair cyclists go by, the push rim folks, the other disabled athletes, the folks from Achilles International running with uh, like sight, limited sight and blind runners and handicapped runners and uh, injured folks who may have, you know, those blade things on their legs. Forgive me if I'm using non-politically correct words. I don't know how to say it. It was just awesome. And then, of course, seeing the elites. I was standing very near the mile 14 mark in Wellesley, so just to the east of the Wellesley College Scream Tunnel, as they call it. And uh, so people were pretty well spread out at that point. But I got there in time to watch everybody. (laughs) I actually was supposed to meet people later. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going up, I'm going up for the day. And it was cool to see the the wheelchair folks go by. It was very cool to see the elite men go by. Uh, I think it's CJ Albertson was the American who led the race for more than 20 miles. He is an outstanding downhill runner. And he was flying. He was two minutes ahead of the pack at mile 14. And uh, I read afterwards that the the elite runners who ended up winning uh, didn't even know he was out in front. Like he got ahead so early that they didn't even realize that they weren't the front pack. Um, But it was pretty exciting watching him just flying. Um, And he held on to finish in 10th place. So, you know, they reeled him in in the Newton Hills. But uh, still pretty cool for an American to lead the race so long and, you know, just go out and say, I am going for it, doing everything I can to try to give myself that chance to win. It's pretty exciting. I saw quite a few of the elite women. They, For me, that was a little bit easier to spot them. So I uh, saw Des Linden, 2018 Boston Marathon champ. I saw Shalene Flanagan, Jordan Hesse. Um, yeah, it's hard, much harder for me to pick out the American elites. Um, I think because when the men, or sorry, the men elites, when they went by, they were in a huge pack. So it just kind of was this just galloping horde of unbelievably fast runners at mile 14. It was so exciting. It was wonderful. And I got to say, like, one of the highlights of my fall was going and cheering for other people. Oh, and of course, I got to cheer for... Mrs. Coach Twiggs. It was very fun to coordinate with Coach Chris and and pay attention and know that she was coming. And I got to see my local friends, Jill and Joe, from here in my hometown. And we saw them go by, gave them a great big hug. And the joy was palpable. It was absolutely magic. So I got to say, if you have a chance and you can't go and run the race, you should go and either volunteer or spectate because it's a great way to share in the magic and the joy.
So from southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. Enjoy your extra mile. Hi, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Tom um, reporting from Carborough, North Carolina. And uh, I'm here with a virtual race report. Um, I had uh, signed up to do the Boston Virtual Marathon and um, was successful at that. Um, and it was kind of a different kind of uh, marathon, of course, being virtual. Um, for my training run a few weeks back, I did. I went up to the 26 miles, which is always recommended with Galloway, and ended up um, doing much less um, running than uh, walking. In fact, I walked like the first seven or eight miles, and then I did a, a 20-30 interval the rest of the way, and pretty much did it on my own, and I'm kind of flexible with um, running by myself, even without any music. Um, or, or uh, podcasts or anything. Um, but, you know, it still is a, a challenge to do that. But for the actual, um, the actual marathon, I decided to do a 30-30 interval from the start. I started around 5.30, and it was, of course, very dark. And the first part of the run, I did by myself and um, I had uh, gotten a um, I had gotten these Night Runner 270 shoe lights, which are incredible. And Kevin, you should look into it. I know you always look for innovative people um, and innovative type of items for runners. And these were amazing because you the lights are on the shoes. You don't have to carry a a lamp or wear a headlamp, which is never good for me because I'm sweating so much um, and it, it just doesn't work. Um, but anyway, I ran with these with these lights and um, they worked so well um, for the first part because it was dark for the first maybe hour and a half or so of, of my run. And I ran uh, around the neighborhoods of where I live in Carborough. Um, and um, it went well, and then I had then I had a part where I kind of had to refresh refreshments, take off my night gear, and um, then go out for this next part of my run, which was through uh, the UNC campus. But that's when it got a lot more fun because a couple of my friends uh, came, and we ran about seven miles together. My friend uh, John and Anne. And um, that was really cool. So, and, and, you know, having people around does make it, make the time go a little bit faster. So I was so grateful that they came, came out and we went through a UNC, the UNC campus, some of it, and, um, and then came back. And then another friend of mine, um, her name's Deb, and she ran with me. Um, back to my house and as I was going back to get some more you know refreshments uh, pickle juice coca-cola you know just a kind of like a pit stop and we then ran back out to um, to 
um, another uh, to a uh, market a, 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 and um, where we met up with another friend of mine, Serena, and another and Yick, and uh, we all ran towards uh, a greenway near, um, and uh, and that was nice. And um, Serena and Deb didn't go all the way, but I ran with with Yick, and uh, I intentionally maybe I'm a a glutton for punishment, but I created a period a part around mile 20 where I had to go up a hill and that's um, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Chapel Hill and um, so that was my heartbreak hill which was um, pretty neat and uh, another friend as we was going up the hill with my friend uh, Yick we ran into um, another uh, friend of mine Linda and um, we ended up um, passing the house of another friend, which I said hi, and uh, basically went around the main part of uh, Chapel Hill and then back to uh, the where I ended it, which is Weaver Street Market. That's what I meant by the market. It, and they have like an outdoor area where people eat and socialize, and it's a, it's a really cool spot here in uh, Carborough. And uh, for the last about, let me think, three plus miles, um, I did an out and back and got in my 26.2. And uh, I have completed. And uh, I think I'm one of the 28,000 people who did this uh, virtual marathon. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty cool and I always wanted to get one of those unicorn medals so I'm looking forward to getting that next month anyway um, that's uh, my race report and uh, that's it enjoy your extra mile bye bye hey, good morning Kevin and all the extra milers today is Saturday October 16th we have been in a warm spell and uh, today is the last day of that warm spell I think we hit 80 degrees yesterday at least. So this is my bird in hand update. Prior to bird in hand, I'd been struggling with plantar fasciitis for 18 months. And so uh, could never get in the training for doing a greater distance. So opted in for the 5K, but mostly it was so I could meet up with the other extra milers who were coming to the event. Boy, I don't think even now I can recall all of them. I'm not sure I would have at the time, but it was great to meet JD face-to-face, Anthony, Dwayne, uh, Caroline, and Pete from uh, Atlanta, uh, Roxanne and Carl from Florida, Katie from Houston, uh, Chris Russell and Just Plain Dave from Massachusetts, Coach Twiggs also from Florida, um, many others, Steve... John, um, oh shoot, uh, the tall guy, <laughs> taller than me, um, Chad, there we go, Chad, and uh, Suzanne, of course, it was so great to uh, see you face to face, and um, I know I'm missing lots of others, I apologize, but uh, it is a little bit out since Bird in Hand, 
Um, due to the plantar fasciitis, I, I ran the 5K and I um, then stopped so I could try to get some attention to it from a, a doctor, so a podiatrist. So I did do that and then took uh, maybe three, maybe it's four weeks now off and um, just getting back into it today, running a very slow 20-40 through the woods, only about a mile and a half, uh, just trying to get the body back used to being active again, and, uh, but not pushing it. So uh, lots of life things going on. My wife is teaching math for now. Uh, she's uh, really, really challenged. She's never taught math before. She has never taught this age level before with Algebra 1 and 2 and Geometry and Pre-Algebra and all of that. So um, it's what she's doing for now, but she's, uh, she's not real super confident she'll be able to continue. Uh, I wish it were otherwise. She wishes it were otherwise. Um, there's a lot more to it than just the academics. And it's just been been a bit overwhelming. So in my not running over the last few weeks, my goal has been to try to support my wife best I can. Of course, most of the time I feel like a fool not knowing what to say or do. But at least I can uh, clean house, wash the dishes, and cook meals. So there you go. All right, well, um, I hope to be able to be in better shape next time that burden hand comes around. So I might consider doing the half with uh, everybody. Uh, I need to remember that uh, running intervals is really okay. Uh, I didn't for the five or for the 5K. I would have been surprised if I had run under 30 minutes because I'd only been running once a week <clears throat> on a Saturday out in the woods. So, uh, but I just barely squeaked under 30 minutes. So 29.55 for the 5K. Um, didn't deserve that, but oh well. Thankful for it. And uh, Chris Darling was there to uh, to uh, say congratulations. So I really appreciated seeing him at the finish line also and meeting that brother face-to-face. -face. All right. Well, again, um, lots of others I'm missing. Uh, great to meet everyone. Look forward to more times like that where we can get together. I know that there were some other plans for other races and other locations and um, I'll just have to let those go for now. Anyway, uh, enjoy your all, all your extra miles. And what a great time it was at Burden Hand. Sorry, Kevin, for this late update. Bye-bye. Well, this may be kind of a ramble, but this is Denise from Northeast Oklahoma, a member of the Tulsa Galloway Group. I promised I'd give a report on the Oklahoma Memorial Marathon Relay that I participated in a few weeks ago. All I can say is it was tough as I was the last leg of the relay and our agreement for the members who participated, of which we had two relay teams, was that we would do our best, but we would not be trying to make a particular time, period. Um, I stood on my feet from, I think, 5.30 until my time to run, which was about just five minutes before 12 noon, when they were going to close the course as I stood at the fourth exchange point and watched earnestly for the person I was going to receive the, the ankle uh, 
timer GPS thing that tracked us as we ran, period. And when she came, I was excited, but also dismayed that here I was and time was running out. And that meant I had to hightail it to the end. And it was noon, 80 degrees, and the sun was bearing down. So, with already tired legs, I took off. And they were taking the course down as I finished the miles I had to do. Plenty of course support, but they they were weary and they were tired of hollering and encouraging everyone. So I encouraged them and thanked them all. And at each intersection, there were multiple police officers and they were also taking down barriers. And um, I had to ask them which way to go because you can't really carry a map of the course when you're running it. And uh, they were very kind and held traffic. I passed a few people. They were the ones who looked like they had run the marathon for many, many years because we were on the marathon route. And I could tell who had the marathon distance because of a color band on their bib. Um, But towards the end, the last three miles of the only six miles I did were really tough because I was alone. And I began to think, I must be the very last one in this entire race. And that's a very low place to be mentally. And you have to work on those mental tricks that Jeff tells us about. And I was becoming plumb out. My uh, running app playlist I have for running had played about three times by then. And, um, and I was becoming weary. And I know it was because I'd stood so many hours, which I know Jeff tells you not to do that, not to walk around at the expo too much the day before a race, but after all, I was only running six miles. But I made it, and the the best part of it, the best part being a part of a group like Tulsa Galloway, is that as I was approaching probably the last two miles, I heard my name called out, and as I said, the streets were empty except for those who were taking the barriers down and allowing the traffic to begin to flow. And it was one of the Galloway runners that runs in my group as I'm uh, an advisor kind of coach in the Tulsa Galloway group. And I do lead the last group. So we are the party at the back people. But I was alone and it was no party. But with her solemn presence and then another couple people showed up that I had just met on this venture who had joined us for the relay, um, they walked me in. And when you run these kind of races, like those of you who have done the Marine Corps one know what that is like. It's so solemn at those points where you see the the faces and names of those who have died. And they have this both sides of the streets, excuse me, with names and faces of those who died in that Murrah building when it was bombed. It makes you really quiet inside. And then you finally approach and you can see that finish line. And I, I was having trouble with dizziness and uh, feeling very unsteady on my feet. And uh, I just decided I had to run probably the last 100 feet was all I did. But I just straight ran it and didn't do intervals. And I had already been just basically walking only and trying to walk like I meant it. So I wasn't just dawdling, but I was trying to get the distance done. And I approached the finish line, and it looked like they were almost out, if not out, of the relay medals. But they did have some enough for me. And then my group was there just to help me manage 
when they give you the little snacks at the end and all that. So, because I was just feeling like I really, really needed to sit down. But they encouraged me, and we got back to the hotel, cleaned up, and then headed on home. It was one of those times you're glad you're not truly alone, that you have a group with you, and you have your personal inspiration. Um, you have your thoughts. You have your prayers. But sometimes it's just really tough when it you thought it would not be tough at all. And I'm so very glad that I did it. But most of all, I'm glad that I'm a part of a group in Tulsa Galloway and a part of the Extra Mile podcast. This is Denise Rounds, Northeast Oklahoma, giving my report on the Oklahoma Memorial Marathon of 2021. For all you extra milers, I just wanted to give a preface to my report on the Oklahoma Memorial Marathon that would add to some of the things I said in my uh, report. Um, I forgot to say that due to COVID, they did not have busing to take the individual runners to their start points in the relay. And so we had to drive the course, whoever could, when they were arriving into Oklahoma City and identify the locations. And then that night we took some cars to some of the locations as they were blocking the streets already. And some we had to do first thing in the morning and then get everybody where they needed to be, dropped off, picked up, transported back to their cars. And this went on all day long. And it made the day longer, which is why I said in my report that I was on my feet from 5.30 in the morning until I started my run at noon. That's why I was on my feet, because we were having to work out those logistic situations, which really made it very, very hard um, for everyone that was doing the relay. But we got it done, and so that was something we did report when we were asked for feedback that, you know, don't hold a relay if we can't do a virtual with transportation um, because it's just too much. So that said, listen to my report. Thanks so much. It's Denise from Northeast Oklahoma. Enjoy your next mile. Hey, Extra Milers. This is Trisha from St. Louis calling in with a race report. Yes, I said race report. I think it has been, <laughs> gosh, we did one, Kelly and I, in March um, that was like a little, I guess, 5K. It was basically like an hour race and had a six-hour option going at the same time. But this race report is on the Minnehaha race in Sunset Hills, which was held on October 16th. And it was sponsored by the St. Louis Ultra Runners Group, commonly referred to around here as the Slugs. And it is a looped course of a little bit over a mile. Kelly and I trained for this all summer. Our, definitely our plan was to walk it. Um, I, you know, I'm still not running anymore after the spinal injury that I incurred. That was basically a month after this race in 2019. And um, yeah, so this was like a 7 a.m. race which honestly for me, that was one of the biggest challenges with this. Now that I'm on a thyroid medication, since I have no thyroid, um, one of the little complicating factors is, is I have to wait two hours before eating or drinking any coffee after that med. So you can imagine what time I had to get up to make this all happen. Um, honestly, my sleep has been very hit or miss since the thyroid surgery. 
Um, I know I've said it before, but the thyroid controls a lot. And one of the things that if your levels are off, you are not sleeping well. So there are times that I get two hours and there are times that I get eight hours. And I just don't really ever really know from night to night what that's going to be like. So, um, you know, the plan with the race was just to basically, we trained up to, um, I guess it was a 12 miler two weeks before the race. And I'll get to that later. Um, that ended up being like four hours time on feet. So quite a lot. And one of the fun things about this race was for the very first time, um, you know, Suzanne, I thought about getting your money's worth and you know what? I, I and Kelly, Kelly a little bit, but I was really into checking out the ultra food station every time we came around. Um, I had brought some of my own bars. Um, I fueled with Yukan bars and I think I had the Scratch Chews, if you know that brand. They are really good in raspberry. And I like the peanut butter um, Yukan bars. They are delicious. So the miles really flew by with all this fun eating and walking and talking. Weather-wise, we had, I think it was 47 at the start. And it, you know, it stayed really, I'll call it brisk because there was quite a bit of a wind throughout the race. Um, I had a couple jackets with me. I shed the first jacket after five miles and I still kept on a long sleeve jacket for quite a while because just with the wind chill, it just was, it just felt chillier to me. And, and again, thyroid wise, my temperature regulation is all over the place. So Kelly didn't take off her jacket either. So that tells you something. <laughs> so seven miles flew by. Um, we saw some of our friends from the Jefferson County Running Club there, a guy named Phil and his son-in-law. And we got into good natured ribbing with them because um, it seemed like they basically, they were definitely doing run walk. And um, they had the goal, I believe, to do a 50K in the six hours. They ended up doing it. So we were really excited for them. But they basically timed their, we, we just teased them that they were timing their walk break so that they could stop and chat with us. And it actually ended up that they did that quite a bit. So that was fun. Um, but about, I guess it was mile 12 or so. And let's just say we're at, I don't know, four getting close to four and a half miles or hours into the race, my left knee started hurting like out of nowhere. I have never had issues with my knees in running and walking and everything. And I was just like, what the heck? So I kind of like was seeing, testing it out, seeing what it felt like. I kind of finished up the lap we were in. And then I told Kelly, you know what? I'm going to just sit down and rest it for a little bit take a little bit of the load off. Um, you keep going. I told her, keep going, log in your laps. And she did. <clears throat> so while she was doing that, at some point I'm like, all right, how's this feeling? I went over to Phil. The right, Phil was at the race at the uh, aid station, which was not far from where Kelly and I were set up. And I went over to, they had like a live leaderboard showing. Well, I saw my stat and it looked like I had just a bit under 13 miles. And I'm going to be honest, the monkey brain kicked in, as Jeff would say. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have to do a half marathon in this silly race. So um, the interesting thing was we were getting to that point where they were going to start taking people off the main loop and diverting them to the half mile loop where they were going to accumulate out and backs on a half mile loop. And so as I was walking to go talk to Phil, the RD, my knee wasn't hurting. And I'm like, okay, Trisha, surely you can get in another half mile on this you know, course. So I start doing the out and back. 
I get about halfway through it and that blasted knee started hurting again and it hurt really bad and I could hardly bear weight on it. And I was getting a bit concerned because I'm like, what? what's going on with this? So I, I gimped across this finish line. I got my 13.3, I think in the end, mileage in. You know, contrast that, obviously, I was in a whole different space, but back in 2019, I had gotten almost 28 miles in the six hours. So, you know what, this is a comeback race for me in terms of just what I'm able to do now. Um, It was for Kelly as well. As she said, it was great girl time, training together all summer, Um, just kind of keeping a goal race on the calendar that gave us a focus for our efforts. Um, we really enjoyed our walks together all summer. Um, I, you know, everything went great. Kelly, I think, ended up getting like, I don't know, I'm going to just ballpark maybe 16.6 or 7 miles in. So awesome job for her. Very excited. Um, the knee. So getting time off my feet, it helped. It wasn't too terrible getting back to my car, just a little sore, a little twingy. Um, but I was a bit concerned. I did go get a knee x-ray afterwards. Um, I talked to my my spine doctor that does the ART, and he said, yeah, you know, not a bad idea. Let's, let's do the x-ray. That's cheap. So um, we did the x-ray, and it came back really very good. He said, it looks great. You have very minimal arthritis for a 54-year-old woman. So... I don't know. Like, I'm hoping it's not a tear. It has really not hurt since then. So I'd find it shocking to think that it might be, have been the beginning of a tear and all has been well. I've done a walk and I've done some biking since then. So I don't know. Um, it's weird. I guess we'll just see how it goes. But um, in terms of the race, so I don't know, a couple things in, in retrospect. Um, so the training plan had us training to 12 miles two weeks before the race. And, you know, and I, I totally understand why, because I had initially gone out with thinking maybe like a goal of 17 or 18 miles total in this. Hindsight 2020, though, I think that was a bit much for me. Um, four hours time on feet before, you know, two weeks before a race, I was going to be doing six hours time on feet. That's probably just too much for me at this point. So I probably would have tapered a little bit longer, had maybe a three-week taper at least. And I think I'm, you know, I think the knee may have held up better and maybe recovered a little bit better from from that 12 miler. Um, but again, I don't know. I'm a little undecided if I want to sign up for say like a six hour race, I'll never say never. Um, because I know full well <laughs> for both for the good and for the bad, I know you can be in a completely different place in a year than you thought you were going to be. And I'm going to choose to be optimistic. So that could happen. Uh, next on the calendar is I believe Kelly and I are signed up for the Barb's K 5k virtual, which will be in December. So won't need a lot of training for that. That'll be an easy, you know, easy getting some walking done. So, um, again, my plan is I'm going to do some biking. I'm going to do some walking, um, check out the knee, make sure nothing's gone haywire with that. But so far it doesn't seem like I'm worse for the wear, but uh, again, you know, just Chris Russell kind of thinking of you and keeping you in mind. I'm just also not wanting to push things too much until I get a really good sense of kind of what's going on. But um, Tony's had a meniscus tear and he's had meniscus tear surgery. And I really don't want to have to go through that kind of recovery. So hopefully it's not that. I find it hard to believe it is since I'm feeling pretty good. But anyway, I know this one is long, but I have not had a race report in a million years. So um You're just going to have to listen (laughs) if you want or not. But anyway, so looking forward to hearing all your submissions, extra milers. Uh, Take care, you guys, and enjoy your extra mile.
So, good morning everybody. This is Carlos, the running jackal, recording a short submission, as always, to the Extra Mile podcast group on Facebook. As I approach Glen Denning and Mount Douglas Crossroad, whoops, car... VIP acknowledged the fact that I was letting him through as I speed up again. Time one hour eight minutes. Distance six point one. Taking a photograph of a house here that goes the extra mile in terms of their Halloween display. This will probably be the Halloween edition of the Extra Mile podcast. As I close, close up a little bit to get the full effect of this rather adventurous Halloween house. They really do go the extra mile here. Quite impressive. Oh, I know. Is this your work? Uh, it's not mine, no. Okay. I see. Every year they put on a really good show. Anyway, let's get your talk. <laughs> Hi there. They got lights, they got skeletons, they got coffins, they got werewolves and weirdos. All right, so that's probably long enough for a submission for the extra mile. Halloween edition as I come back out onto the pavement I will bid you adieu and uh, shut down the recording not quite yet just a little bit further There you go. Enjoy your extra mile and have a safe and happy Halloween. Bye bye. Hello, this is Chris and Alexandra from Wisconsin. And uh, Alexandra wants to tell you what she's training for a half marathon. So we have it all marked out to start training um, this winter, but right now we're out on a beautiful morning walk with the dogs, and we saw that Kevin had put out a call for audio, so here we are. Happy trails. Happy trails. Greetings, Kevin, fellow Extra Mile podcast listeners, old Jim from South of Council Bluffs checking in. It is Friday the 29th, I believe, of October. It'll uh, be my last run for October. Monday is the uh, 1st of November. 
But I see the call went out. Hopefully I'm not too late getting this in, but uh, I thought I'd go ahead and do a submission and get it sent off. But uh, just finished with a, another 10 miler on the Wabash. Beautiful, beautiful Wabash this time of year. Uh, stopped a couple times to take some pictures of the colors. Just, just beautiful. Right around 50 degrees with a really stiff north wind when I started. It was totally overcast, used the headlamp for well over three and a half miles. Uh, I turned it off before four miles, I know that. But uh, don't really like doing that, but that's what you do this time of year. It's just dark in the morning. So uh, not, uh, not real hard, not real fast. This was my fourth run of the week so four runs in five days and i don't do that last week was a four run week i did 40 miles uh, i had two back-to-back -back days and then uh, uh and then uh, this week uh, monday tuesday i ran wednesday on the bike and then thursday friday i ran uh no reason to do that there just there really isn't so i don't know stupid is as stupid does but anyway, uh, not a whole lot, you know, my, my submissions are always the same. Not a whole lot going on with me trying to run and bike, uh, trying to get as far into the fall as I possibly can before I'm relegated to the basement and, and on the uh, treadmill. I have been on the spin bike for, uh, for uh, oh, quite some time now because it's just been horrible weather. Uh, if it's not cold, it's raining, and if it's not cold and raining, it's uh, windier than hell. So, uh, I'll probably, <laughs> next week's going to be down into the 20s uh, for lows, so I might be, I might be on the spin bike for the, for the duration here now, but I'll, I'll try to get outside as much as I can, and usually what's going to drive me inside is, uh, is snow you know when once the trace starts getting snow covered and it gets a little more tricky a little more treacherous footing and stuff i don't want no part of that uh <clears throat> what else is going on people are running real live races i see that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that about time my god open this country up my i I don't want to get political. Kevin knows where I stand. I know where he stands. And trust me, we stand together. <laughs> but uh, there's just nobody, nobody in their right mind can be happy with what's going on right now in this country, both economically and politically. So that's the end of my uh, political rant. Kevin, feel free to edit, delete, whatever. You're, you're the boss, you're the main man here. Uh, exchanged a few emails along the way with Kevin regarding college football. Don't know when this episode will come out, but this week Ohio State will pound sand on another lowly opponent. Uh, my Nebraska team. They can play really good at times, and then they turn right around and look like a high school junior varsity team. Uh, I don't know. It, uh, trying to get back to the, the culture that they had back in the 90s is going to be a monumental task, but 
we'll see what happens there. Uh, paying attention on the Facebook group page. Uh, kind of neat when people, I don't know how they do it. I'm not, I'm not uh, savvy enough to be able to do it. Not that I would even do it, but they, they go for a run or a walk or whatever, and they somehow they record it, video it on their phones, and then it gets somehow gets on that on that Facebook page. So that's kind of neat. I, I I watch all those. That's that's uh, kind of enjoyable. Uh, that's about it. I don't really have a whole lot else to add. Uh, nice uh, slow run this morning. And of course, you know when you're doing three plus miles in the dark, they're going to be slow. Uh, Earlier in the week, probably on Monday's run, might have been Monday's run. Started in the dark, and I hit a couple walnuts that were uh, camouflaged in all the leaves that are down on the trail, and uh, uh, somewhat twisted that left ankle. But uh, and that was right when I started. That wasn't half a mile into the damn run, but it uh, it uh, righted itself, and I was able to finish. Next day, I went ahead and ran again. Uh, the thing with those twisted ankles is, you know, if you're going straight forward, uh, you're, you're, you're usually pretty good. But if you sprain that ankle and you lose that elasticity on the side-to-side -side stuff, that second time you step wrong, you're not going to be able to hold it and recover it because that ligament's probably stretched and strained a little bit, and, and you'll probably go over and, and make it worse. So, you know, once, uh, once I sprained it, I was really very careful one foot in front of the other trying to to avoid any anything where I would come down on the side and, and re-injure it but uh, anyway must have must have got through it okay 40 mile a week for an old guy not bad so I guess that's about enough rambling for me I'll uh, shut the hell up and I'll get this off everybody train smart train safe good luck on any remaining fall races I know a lot of you guys are going to show up down in hot Lana for the uh, Jeff Galloway uh, half marathon. I did listen to a three-part series that Jeff Galloway did on a podcast called Why We Marathon. I think that's the name of it. Uh, and uh, he did a three-part uh, series. And that, that was interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff you, you hear and have heard on uh, on the Galloway edition of the Extra Mile podcast but there there were some there was some additional uh historical type stuff that he uh that he dropped in there that was kind of neat so with that I will like I said shut up I'm out of here talk to y'all later Jim from South and Constable I'm out of here maybe a while before the next depending on the weather bye good morning all my extra mile friends this is John McDowell from uh, just south of Annapolis, actually out on a hike. I'm in the woods overlooking Parker Creek, which is, runs through the middle of the American Chestnut Land Trust. It's a nice place near Prince Frederick, Maryland. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of hiking trails, and it's a good place to relax in between runs. So, I do have a run race report. 
And last Saturday we went to a, uh, a winery nearby, the Running Hare Winery, and did a 5K. And it turns out, uh, certainly by dint of my being the oldest male there at least, uh, I won a first place in my age group. So it was a big success. It's a nice, nice run. It was pretty hilly. Uh, it runs up and down the, the uh, hills near the winery and then does a zigzag through a lot of the vine areas. So it was more of a trail run than a road run. But even then, uh, I, don't, I don't like hills. But even then, it was pretty successful. Uh, good beer afterwards. You know, I always like a good lager, and that, that added to it. So, next next week, we are headed out to the Outer Banks and running in Nags, Nags Head, the Outer Banks Half, half Marathon. Uh, usually, they've done a full marathon, a half marathon, an 8K, a 5K, and a fun run. But this year, they've narrowed it down. They're not doing the the full marathon, but the half marathon is fine with me. And it's a pretty flat one, so I hope to do well. I did have a, after not having a great uh, half marathon at Bird in Hand, uh, I had some nutrition problems. Uh, I had a great practice run last Monday and uh, was well within my time goal. So I'm hoping to do that in Outer Banks also. And we've got a couple other little races sprinkled in there too. A Black Friday 5K and that's at a brewery, so we're drinking. Um, anyway, I hope all of you are enjoying the fall and enjoying getting back to uh, real racing. And hope to hear from each of you as to what you're doing. So have a good uh, a good rest of the month and uh, enjoy your extra mile. Hey, Kevin and all you extra milers, this is Suzanne out on a brisk walk on the first truly brisk day we've had here this fall. Nah, not the first, one of the first. Um, trying to <laughs> dig up some of those pavers, you know, the ones for good intentions. Um, after bird in hand, I really intended, as I do after all races, to keep the 8 to 10 mile, you know, base going. And somehow that just didn't, didn't happen, um, as it usually doesn't. But um, I'm back at it. I'm trying to get in. I'm channeling my inner Kevin and um, trying to get in a, at least a two-mile walk every day. Maybe maybe I'll get up to five like our illustrious leader. But yeah, if I can just keep up with two, that'll be, that'll be okay. And um, looking at spring races because there's something about having money on the table that keeps me a little more focused as far as goals go 
But other than that, uh, life's pretty good and the weather is great. So that's all from Lexington. But uh, hoping everybody else is having the same. We're entering into the uh, grateful season, which is perhaps my favorite. I get really annoyed when I hear Christmas carols um, before Thanksgiving, but I'm old school. Now, I'll be the first to tell you, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm not at Black Friday. I'm putting that tree up, but that's that's different, isn't it? So, um, now that I've editorialized, uh, that's it. I'm just going to enjoy a pretty day here in Lexington and uh, looking forward to hearing from all of you. Enjoy your extra mile. Kevin, I wanted to give a training report. This is Allison in St. Louis. In St. Louis, we got a cool day yesterday, and I had my last long training and I before the marathon, and I was worried a little bit about how I was going to perform. And I had gotten a trick that really worked, and that was I only thought ahead by one mile. Could I do the pace I wanted? for one more mile. And you know, it was a real relief. I didn't catastrophize. I just enjoyed thinking about one more mile. And actually, it worked for me. Hope it helped someone else. episode 202 of the Extra Mile Podcast. I promised you good stuff. First of all, I'd like to say congratulations to all the virtual marathoners and actually all the marathoners, but for some reason, you virtual folks, I'm really impressed with. Um, I think that it would be almost impossible for me to even consider running a full marathon all by myself. Um, without the natural adrenaline you get while you're in a big group of people or at least running with somebody. So I envy that. Um, I think it was um, Tom even mentions he was doing it without listening to music or a podcast or anything else. So congratulations. Good on you. I just think that that must be harder than in person. The only thing I have to go on with that is that, um, you know, I've done quite a few 20 plus back in the day all by myself. And I don't recall, I even did a 28 one time and I don't recall having very much fun during those at all. So congratulations. I guess whether you're in person or virtual, a marathon is just hard. So, congratulations to all you marathoners. 
my buddy Tom mentioned his night light um, night runner 270s and I was kind of intrigued um, spoiler alert I run I, I very very seldom run in the dark especially since I've been working at home from this COVID crap and um, but before that I used to run in the morning a lot and my neighborhood does have street lights but you know it gets rather dark between this the, the, the street lights and I I do recall on more than one occasion you know seeing like somebody left a scooter out on the sidewalk at the last minute so um, these little nightlight deals um, what am I calling them? Night Runner 270s really are pretty cool. I looked them up and uh, watched, I read about it on their website and I watched a, a, a video they have where they took this thing on Shark Tank and uh, there was a feeding frenzy for these items. Very cool. So um, I did reach out to them. I thought it, it really does, Tom, you were right. It really is the kind of uh, company with the entrepreneur deal going on so um i'm not heard back but if i do hear back uh, maybe we'll chat with them for the galloway extra mile uh, in the meantime i'll put their web page in the show notes if you're um if you're a, a, a dark runner um, as well i'll point you to um shannon's uh blog Girls Got Soul. She did a review on these some time ago. I want to say back in 2015, but you know the product's still the same. So check the show notes out for a link to Girls Got Soul and that review and um, the website for this item. It's pretty cool, especially for those of you who do run in the dark. My friend Chris and um, Alexandra is training for a half marathon and as soon as I heard that I had to reach out to Christine and ask how old Alexandra is because you could tell she was rather young in her um, submission she's just 15 years old I can tell you this I wouldn't have even entertained the thought of trying a half marathon when I was 15 years old Sorry for the trek. That's our. Um, I'm recording this on Monday morning, and Monday morning is our garbage day. So that was a garbage truck. So anyway, congratulations. Good luck to Alexandra, and uh, please keep us posted. At the risk of digressing, I would like to uh, say to my buddy Jim James and his college football smack talk of his Nebraska Cornhuskers versus my Ohio State Buckeyes they played this past weekend and uh, although I will say the game was far closer than I thought it would be and certainly that I hoped that it would be I will just end by saying Jim better luck next time buddy I have um, that other podcast almost finished I would say within the next week, I will be posting the Extra Mile Podcast Jeff Galloway Edition, episode 8.6. And um, the last couple of episodes 
I have spoken, we have spoken a little bit, touched a little bit about walking. Not just walking as in run, walk, run, walking, but as in walking to stay healthy or get healthy. I've always thought of walking myself as in walking along the beach. Not necessarily walking to get my heart rate up and become healthy, but that's only because I never took the time to dig into it. Anyway, I have an interview coming up in the next episode of the Extra Mile Podcast, Jeff Galloway edition, with a longtime lovable extra miler that uh, I don't think you will want to miss. So hopefully this week, keep an eye out. And if you don't subscribe to that podcast, just search Extra Mile Podcast and Jeff Galloway and uh, it'll pop up. This will no doubt be the last episode before we celebrate Thanksgiving here in the United States. So, first of all, for those of you in the U.S., I would say Happy Thanksgiving. And what I'd like you to do now is just pause this podcast, no matter where you're at, and spend a few minutes to reflect on exactly what you've got in your life that you're thankful for. And... I do that from time to time, physically shut everything down and just think about that stuff. And when I do that, I promise you that I think about all of you. Lastly, uh, there was a Facebook post that caught my attention recently with the, um, the Boston, the recent running of the Boston Marathon. And it included a video. Now the video's rather old. I think the video's actually from 2012, but it was put together by the Boston Athletic Association. It's the folks that put that great marathon on in conjunction with the American Red Cross. It's a very short video. It's a little over four and a half minutes long, but it centers around the topic of CPR and there's a demo and it's it's actually centered for runners and for family members and even spectators of our sport. I'm certain you've all heard and read about unfortunate runners who end up having a heart attack in the middle of half marathons, marathons, other endurance events. And some of them end with the good news that there was another runner or a spectator who jumped into action and used CPR to keep those unfortunate runners alive until um, help arrived. And I often wonder what the heck I would do if something like that happened to me. But anyway, it's worth four plus minutes of your life to watch. So I will add in the show notes today a link to that short video and uh, would recommend you at least watch it and try to memorize that procedure just in case. That's all I got. Uh, Christmas is coming, right? And I would remind everybody about all of the very cool and inexpensive gifts that my buddy John has over at Squish Bands. I will uh, add 
in the show notes a link to that website as I always do. John's building a very large store over there of some pretty of some pretty cool running items. Um, he's got, of course, the famous squish bands. Some uh, some very cool collection, different collections of squish bands, including um, the my favorite, the Extra Mile Podcast and the Extra Mile Podcast Jeff Galloway Edition squish band. So check that out. He's got a new scraper, which I think he invented to first of all scrape off the wax off the bottom of a surfboard, but then discovered with his entrepreneurial brain that this thing works amazingly at scraping other things like, since it's going to be winter soon, the frost off your car windshield. He's got a wearable mouse pad or wrist rest for those of you that sit at a computer um, a lot during the day. He's got headbands, visors, bandanas, even adventure mugs. So check that out and remember a fellow runner at Christmas time. Don't forget that we also have some uh, swag over on our website, some Extra Mile Podcast and Jeff Galloway swag shirts and hats and long sleeve short sleeve all a big collection from our friends at onemoremile.net I'll put that in the show notes but it's there's a swag page on our on our web page so that's all I got thanks for the download for the last hour plus of your lives for telling your friends about us helping us spread the word and giving us five star reviews on whatever platform you use to download your podcast. Those really help as well. Don't forget our closed Facebook group. Just search on the Extra Mile Podcast group and answer a couple of really easy questions and you're in. So that's all I got. I'm going to let you get back to your day. Thanks again for all you do for this community. And until the next time, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going, then please send an audio file to theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mob Podcast. Podcast.